0: Welcome to the Milestone Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Hollis, wife, fellow mom, and former fitness instructor turned photographer, educator, and birth doula. When I became a mom for the first time, it completely changed my life in all of the best, most beautiful ways. But I also quickly learned just how overwhelming and challenging those days could be, too. I found so much healing in community, and that's why this podcast was born tune in each week as we uncover all of the nuances of being a mom from pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and everything in between. If you're ready to connect, to learn, to grow, to feel inspired, seen, and heard, you've come to the right place. And I'm so glad you're here. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Milestone Mama. I'm so glad you're here today. I am finally sitting down to do a second trimester recap for you. I am, however, 35 weeks (laughs) as of today. So I think it's safe to say that I have not been great at doing these recaps in a very timely manner, but thus here we are, and better late than never, right? I swore up and down that with my second pregnancy, I would be so much better about documenting more, journaling, recording things more um, to really capture the journey, and it has just proven to be a lot more difficult than I originally anticipated. That was one of the things that I wished I had done more of in my first pregnancy, because um, I feel like you just never feel like you can take enough bump pictures or you know write as much down and remember as much as possible. I remember looking back at all of that stuff after I had my first Silas. I had wished that I w- I just had more content to look back and reflect on because even though in the moment it didn't feel like it, looking back the whole thing just went so fast and so quickly went so blurry. Um, so I really wanted to be better about that this time around, but in reality, I just have to give myself all the grace because this time around being pregnant, it almost feels like a time warp, <laughs> even more so than the first time, um, because I'm chasing around an almost two-year-old toddler, which has been so much fun, but keeps me very busy, and you know I'm running a business from home and trying to prepare for babies. So all that just to say I've done my best. I'm gonna give myself all the grace. And I'm just grateful for things like this podcast and Instagram and TikTok and all the other places that I've been kind of documenting and recording this pregnancy journey because those are quick, easy ways to um, just kind of recap what's been going on. And I know that I will love looking back at those videos and those stories and the captions on my post to reminisce on parts of my pregnancy. So, all that just to say, if you are currently pregnant, especially for the first time, definitely don't put too much pressure on yourself for this, but I will say in retrospect and from experience, you'll never regret having more documentation. So, take the pictures, take the bump pictures write in a journal, write wordy Instagram captions, even if it's for nobody else but yourself, because gosh, it all just goes by so quickly and feels like a real big blur once that baby is in your arms. So anyway, I will hop off my soapbox now and we'll just get into this second trimester recap. So I'm going to do my best to think back and reflect on what second trimester entailed. Now that I'm 35 weeks, I don't know that I'm going to do the best job of remembering detail for detail, but I will say second trimester for the most part was pretty uneventful. I really don't have any um, crazy things that stand out to me too much about it, except for the fact that definitely the second time around, I felt like things just kind of started to Happen a lot sooner than they did the first time around. So, for example, I remember feeling um, some more like pelvic floor soreness in second trimester. I started getting heartburn a little sooner, and I felt like my belly grew a little more exponentially the second time around. It did eventually level off. And, um, now I've been measuring behind even, which I will get to in my third trimester recap. But, um, for a little while there, I was like, wow, if it keeps up with this trend, I'm going to be carrying much bigger than I did the first time. That wasn't the case, but I definitely started wearing maternity clothes a little bit sooner and saw the bump a little bit sooner this time around than the first. And that is pretty typical, I would say for subsequent pregnancies. Um, one of the things though that I really did struggle with was this really kind of debilitating hip and back pain. It's really hard to even explain what the sensation was, but it felt like almost on my SI joint, sort of like the pelvic region. Um, if I was like standing up for longer periods during the day or more active, it would really fire up. And by the end of the day, if I sat down on the couch, it would just like get super tense and I would, I would almost like get stuck on the couch. I couldn't even get up because of how much pain I was in. Um, and it wasn't like a radiating pain up or down, like a sciatica sort of thing. This was much different. felt much deeper. It's not something I could really like palpate from the outside or anything like that muscularly, if that's a word. So I knew that I needed to do something about it and I kind of waited on it probably longer than I should have to the point where it got pretty bad and then I needed more of an instant, um, help and relief. So That picked up in second trimester, and it wasn't till closer to third that I finally reached out to a chiropractor, went and got a neuromuscular massage, and um, honestly, the chiropractic work, I think, consistently was what helped immensely, immensely with it. So if I could go back and tell myself anything, it would be to have reached out much sooner (laughs) and gotten on the problem quicker before it got to the point that it did. Um, Something I also did in second trimester was reached out to a pelvic floor physical therapist, which we have actually had her on the podcast a few episodes back. Her name is Amy Newberry. She's here in Wilmington. She specializes in pregnancy and postpartum and pelvic floor health for mamas. And so I had reached out to her, Earlier on, it was still probably pretty early in my second trimester, I'd say, when I started to feel some of the pelvic floor tension that I was experiencing, and it wasn't anything crazy, nothing debilitating like the pain that I had later in my back, but I just kind of wanted to check in with her and see if there's anything I could be doing, um, if anything else was going on, because I definitely didn't feel any of that sort of pressure or soreness in that region until much, much later in my pregnancy with my first. So I went and had a workup with Amy and she just kind of did a full evaluation on me. We looked at some areas of weakness or tightness, um, mobility, things like that. And she gave me a good amount of exercises and stretches and things like that to keep up with more of like as a preventative measure, nothing was going on that was wrong per se, but we just kind of wanted to stay on top of keeping that full body health well rounded um, as I go through my pregnancy. So that was a really great resource. If you're experiencing anything like that in pregnancy, and especially after baby, I highly, highly recommend seeking out the help and the care of a Um, pelvic floor physical therapist, because a lot of the things that happen and shift around in our body are not addressed many times. And things like leakage and continual soreness, um, you know, pain with sex and things like that are definitely common, but they should not be normal. And it's not just the way that life is once you've had a baby. It is definitely Um, something that can be addressed, something that can be healed and worked on. So do not hesitate to reach out to somebody in your area. And Amy has great resources for that. If you look her up on Instagram, you could go back to the beginning of this season and listen in on the episode with her too. One of the other things that happens at the end of second trimester or beginning of third is the dreaded glucose test for gestational diabetes. So I decided to opt for an alternative option this time around. I remember it was my first taking the Glucola drink at the OB office, and the Glucola drink itself was not terrible. The taste just tasted more like a a very concentrated Gatorade or something like that. Um, it wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst thing in the world either, like some people make it out to be. But I do remember just feeling really gross for the whole rest of the day after I drank that drink. I felt really, really nauseous, tired. I sort of like crashed and burned at the end of the day from having that much sugar at once and probably plus all the other ingredients in there and preservatives and whatnot. So I had recalled seeing about something called the fresh test, From several other mamas, I think on social media at some point. I don't remember who or when, but the name stuck with me and I decided to look into what it entailed. So I went to the website and bought a pack, asked my midwife if she would be okay with this alternative, and she was more than happy to let me use this route. It's the same amount of glucose or grams of glucose that they do in the typical one hour glucose test. So, she was on board. So, I went ahead and ordered a pack and it just comes with this like powder essentially in a little um, envelope slash baggie and you mix it with about, I think, 10 ounces of water and the only three ingredients in it were, I think, like cane sugar and like citric acid and something else. It was like a lemonade mint flavor. And let me tell you, this stuff was actually freaking delicious. (laughs) Like, I would have drank this as a regular drink. Maybe not quite as sweet. I would have watered it down a little bit more, but it was fantastic. So I had about five minutes to drink it. I just sucked it down with a big old metal straw. And we waited an hour during my midwife appointment, and then she drew the blood. And I was really curious to see if it would affect me the same way that that initial glucose test did two years ago when I did it with my first. And it's safe to say I felt great for the rest of the day. I never had that crash. I didn't feel as icky, didn't get nauseous. Um, it was great. I just went on with the rest of my day, like no big deal. And I will say too that both times I ate pretty much the same meal that morning. I did not do a fasted glucose test. I don't think that most of the time it needs to be fasted. Depends on what your provider does. But um, if anything, it's good to have like a little bit of protein and fat beforehand. So you're not just like fasting with all straight sugar um, coming at you once you do intake something. And so I had a couple of eggs and some avocado when I did it the first time and the second time. So I kind of use that as my like control baseline to see how I felt for the rest of the day. And this time around, it was much, much better. So highly recommend the fresh test if that's something you're interested in. I would talk to your provider about it. I'd say, I don't really see why there's a reason why they wouldn't be okay with it. Just kind of depends on um, their preference, but great alternative to the regular glucola drink if you're looking for something a little more natural, a little less icky feeling. So I did get the results back from that the following day and everything came back looking really normal, which was very exciting. I was a little bit nervous about having um, a potential gestational diabetes second time around because you really just never know. it is a hormonal thing that happens. It is not always a direct correlation with your lifestyle by any means. Sometimes it just happens to be the way that your placenta is responding and working with your body. So it is definitely nothing to be ashamed about, but it definitely is something that, you know, we would rather not have to deal with (laughs) the added stress of tracking and managing sugar levels. So that was a huge plus to pass that screening and not have to do any further testing or um, management when it came to that. Something I also began in second trimester was doing some supplementation to support my liver. So when I was pregnant with Silas, around 37 weeks, I was diagnosed with something called cholestasis, or um, it's also known as ICP. Um, which is just like the pregnant version of cholestasis. And it's a hormonal change that happens that causes you to have like excess um, bile in, in your system pretty much. Um, your liver is not functioning the way that it normally does. And so my levels were just slightly elevated with him. I had a very mild case of it, but that's why I ended up being induced And I really, really, really want to avoid being induced this time around. And so I am doing everything in my power to keep everything healthy. So one of the things that my midwife recommended was a supplementation of some sort. She gave me a few different options. Um, Milk thistle, I think dandelion root was an option or alfalfa. And milk thistle was something that was just easy to access for me. Um, It comes in, like, a pill form. Some you could take in, like, a form of a tea, such as the dandelion root and things like that, but I felt like, you know what, I'm just going to go the route that I can most likely stay the most consistent with, and that was in the form of a capsule. So I've been taking a couple of those milk thistle pills each day to do as much supporting of my liver as possible. We went ahead and did a like metabolic panel with my blood work at the same time we did the glucose test just to get a baseline there. And so far, everything was coming back normal with that too. So that was very promising. And so far, I'm still asymptomatic with that. Everything's feeling and looking good. So we shall see to to be continued. <laughs> I am, like I said, 35 weeks now, so this is getting into the third trimester recap, but so far so good. Don't want to speak too soon, but um, we will see in the next few weeks if anything comes up. I don't really have much else to recap in terms of things that happened during second trimester. I felt like it was pretty simple fairly easy for the most part. I, you know, besides like some mild heartburn here and there and that back issue that I was having, don't really have a lot of other complaints, which is nice. I am feel very blessed that pregnancy has treated me pretty well so far. Um, but I will say one of the biggest things that I realized that it's different this time around is just how how much more distracted I've been. With my first, I was pretty obsessive over Tracking on my app each week, seeing what size fruit he compared to, and I was just so much more like aware of being pregnant all the time with him, and researching all the things and questioning all the things that I was feeling. And this time around, there's actually been times where I forgot how far along I was, or like how many weeks I was. At one point, I had to like re-download the app on my phone because it had been not long since I'd even checked in on it. And I was like, man, this this is pretty funny how how different I've responded to pregnancy the first versus the second time around. And again, it's just uh, it's not that I'm not as excited or um, thrilled to be going through pregnancy again. It's just caring for another baby is kind of a little more consuming than it just being you in the first pregnancy. So, um, Little girl, if you listen to this one day, I love you, and I am so excited to meet you. I've just been a little more distracted (laughs) during your pregnancy than I was the first time, so that's just something I've laughed about here and there because there was literally a few times where people would ask me, "Oh, how how many weeks are you, or how far along are you?" and I'd have to really think about it. Like, "Uh, I think twenty four, maybe, maybe twenty five. Let me check. (laughs) So um, that's definitely been. A little different this time around, but I'm just embracing it all. I, uh, more recently have gotten into like nesting and prep mode for sure. But up until probably like mid third trimester, I just couldn't even let my brain go there. Like second trimester, I was not thinking about the nursery or planning for birth or what life would look like with Two kids, um, that has definitely changed this this trimester. I am fully consumed by a lot of those things, and the nesting has kicked in hardcore. But second trimester, I sort of just let myself enjoy the time that I was in, enjoy the current season I was in. It's almost like I couldn't let my brain get to that point yet, because um, I just wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready to feel overwhelmed about bring another baby into the world just yet. And I think that's totally okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. So if you are in that season, you're pregnant with your first or your second or a subsequent pregnancy from there, it's okay to just kind of live in the moment in the season that you're in, ride the waves of what you're feeling. And when you're ready to tackle more, go for it. But I feel like we sometimes feel forced to keep up with the status quo or what our app is telling us we need to be doing or comparing ourselves on social media to other pregnant moms who are pregnant at the same time as us, but you are on your own timeline. You are not behind. If you are excited and getting ahead of things, great. That's amazing too. Um, But just want to give you that permission today to take everything in stride. When you feel inspired, when you feel ready, when you feel excited, lean into that mama. So I think that just about wraps it up for today. Thank you for dealing with my out of breath voice (laughs) while 35 weeks pregnant. I am going to do my best to do a third trimester recap, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, because once baby gets here, I'm sure recording will get even more difficult. So with that, I hope you have an amazing day. I've got some more amazing episodes and interviews coming up soon for you. And as always, if you have any questions, you can always reach out on Instagram. I'm more likely to respond on my personal Instagram at Chelsea Allegra um, because I don't have notifications turned on. So that's the account that I probably hang out a little bit more often on. But you can also follow us at Milestone Mama Podcast. Or you can email me at MilestoneMamaPodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions, concerns, anything you want to write in about, or if you would like to be a guest on the podcast. And then last but not least, if you wouldn't mind hitting pause or after this episode ends completely, going ahead and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. Just sharing a sentence or two about what you've been enjoying about Milestone Mama. That would be such a huge help. It'll help us connect to other mamas. It'll help us reach other mamas with this important information that we're sharing on here. Um, And I would just smile for the rest of my day if I got to read some kind words from you. And with that, I'm going to try to start reading some of those reviews on the podcast. So who knows, maybe yours will be featured sometime soon. All right, thanks mamas again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day and we will see you next week. Bye.